Welcome to Bottoms on Top. I'm Prakash. And I'm Andreas. And we're happy to have you. Well, Prakash, welcome. Welcome back to our studio, our lovely little home. Our little airtight room. Our airtight room. Yes, we are professional. <laughs> How are things? How are things going? How have they been? Well, so I wanted to talk a little bit about this thing I did over fall break. I went and saw Miss Troye Sivan live in concert in Upper Darby. Um, but I also heard a little, a little, a little story. I too heard this <laughs> a tale. So the concert was Troy and Kim, correct? Yes, Troy right. and Kim and Leland as well. Oh, Leland. Yes. Okay, Leland is really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, basically, the night before the concert, this was the Friday of fall break. Um, Troy Savon and Leland, you know, were in town chilling. They decide to go out. So, um. Our lovely Troy Savon and Leland uh, decided that Woody's was the place to be that night and get in line. And it turns out that they got bounced at Woody's. Apparently, the bouncers did not find Troy Savon's Australian ID particularly convincing. <laughs> and so... <laughs> so you saw Troy Savon get bounced at I didn't. I didn't see okay. it. I've, I've heard reports. I'm, reports. I, secondhand reporting. <laughs> so we, I think I've heard from Perrin Carrillo, who we mentioned last episode, and we're mentioning <laughs> again. And you'll actually hear a little from him today. Later in the episode. Later on. Yes. But um, he told me about, I got this text message, I want to say circa 1235 Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> She's precise. I got three messages. OMG. Bloop. I just saw <laughs> bloop. Troy Savon get bounced at Woody's. <laughs> I saw it first on Daniel Bullpit's Instagram story. It was this like hazy image of a white haired Aussie man. <laughs> and it was it, it was just like a, a slow image of like an ID being like flexed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that just goes to show you that Woody's does not discriminate. Does not discriminate. Like, that's I, it's really comforting to know that a famous white twink was bounced from Woody's. I'll yes. feel less bad the next time yes. they bounce me. Yes. You know? <laughs> so, I oh. once rubbed shoulders with a celebrity. This was when I was abroad in Korea. You know, I went abroad. Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, I went to this club, and for any of you who know Jay Park, he's a Korean uh-huh. rapper and singer, like... And I went to this club, and Jay Park was there just, like, chilling. And I don't think he was supposed to perform, but, like, people forced him to. Oh, but no. <laughs> it was No, it was good. Jay Park was great. He was out there, like... Our gracious performer. Yeah, he was a good performer. He was out there, like, talking to girls. Like, I'm pretty oh. sure Jay Park has a thing for, like, anything that walks. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was after that night. It moves. <laughs> Literally. But yeah, that was my little celebrity run-in with Jay Park. I was like, wow, I'm cool to be in this club of upwards of 200 people with him. Wow. (laughs) The one time I had like a serious celebrity run-in was the time that... um... (laughs) So I grabbed Rihanna's ankle during Made in America when she was here two years ago. Um, So... The the way it was like the same setup as like her anti tour. So if you like saw any of that, you kind of know what I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. But like she starts from like behind the crowd instead of on stage, and she like 
kind of floats down on like a platform and like so it comes over the crowd and then she steps off of the platform onto the stage like before starting uh, her first song. And so like everyone's like reaching their hands up and I'm like reaching my hands up and I I'm at the front because my cousin, shout out to her, was just super aggressive and just pushed anyone aside who oh tried to get gosh. in our way. And so we were at the front and my hands were up and her like her foot comes down and like enters my hand and I just like in, I just I instinctively just grab <laughs> and yeah, so I held her foot for a moment. Did and she, she trip? Yes, she like stumbled a little bit. Oh and my god. But she like looked back and did like one of those like like a little like oh <laughs> oh my gosh so Prakash you tripped Rihanna I tripped Rihanna <laughs> wait this is iconic <laughs> oh my gosh that's this is this is something I didn't know we need to <laughs> this is like our claim to fame the the pre-Fenty Beauty Rihanna was in my hands this is know. crazy <laughs> so now when we upload this episode I have to do like hashtag Rihanna hashtag yes. Fenty Beauty <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Auntie hashtag Made in America hashtag please make another album soon <laughs> where is the Fenty music where is the Fenty music <laughs> oh my gosh wow um okay so today we're gonna try and call my mother um <laughs> and this is <laughs> so um for everyone like i just texted my mom at two tw- my mom left me on red at 221 when i asked her if she wants to be on the podcast and then i said okay all right i'm calling soon and she hasn't opened my message so we're gonna give it a shot we're gonna see what happens if my mother miss terry ann pablo <laughs> is gonna answer the phone miss terry ann <laughs> yes hello Hi, Mom. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Hi, Mom. I'd like you to meet Prakash. Hello, Miss Pavlu. This is Prakash. He- Hello, Prakash. How are you? You know, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well today. Thank you. Good, good. <laughs> so, you're on air, Mom. This is it. This is my podcast, Bottoms on Top, the one I forced you to like on Facebook recently. <laughs> and you didn't reply yes. to it. Yes. Oh, um, okay. I like it. You didn't like it. You you literally <laughs> did it. Wait. That's that's our first order of business. It's okay. It's okay, Ms. Pablo. I okay, didn't I'll even sh- like it, and I'm a co-host. So. I'll make sure I'll go back and I'll like it, okay? Don't yes. worry about it. So we just wanted to break. So in Bottoms on Top tradition, um, John, the former host, brought his mom on for one episode. So I thought it'd be a good idea to just call you and, you know, get a new voice oh. on the air. Thank you, thank you for yeah. thinking of me. Well, Prakash and I are in the studio today. We're recording a few episodes of Bottoms on Top. Um, it's been fun. So I think what we called to ask was, don't embarrass me too much, but when did you know that I was gay, mother? Um, after you wrote the article, um, after the election of um, President Trump. No, but like, when um, did you really know? That's the question. <laughs> really know? Like, when did you like like have a little hunch? Um, junior year. Any triggers there? Um, changing and dressing, uh, mannerisms, and lack of. (laughs) (laughs) And lack of. Okay. (laughs) And that's the that on that. I think that's pretty what? common, what most mothers... Too cotillion with you. <laughs> <laughs> cotillion. Okay, mother. Heard it. <laughs> and, then, and then what put the icing on the cake was when you had the, um, 
the senior, what was it, Follies or something like that, and your performance, and all of the um, great reviews. Oh, my about, God. Is there a home video yeah, of this? And your, <laughs> and so there is a home video. Okay, so I'll explain what happened in Follies. So me and my best friend, Sue Chen, were hosting Follies, which was our, like, talent show for my high school. And we... As the, um, like, half, there was, like, a break time thing, and, like, the hosts were required to be entertaining. We did, like, a dance battle, and, like, I totally killed Sue in that battle. <laughs> but uh, one of the songs was Britney Spears' Oops, I Did It Again. And another good friend of mine, Kayla Papachette, um, we put together a little choreo where we were, like, dropping on the floor. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was a whole performance. I think... You know what, Mom? I think that is a good... Uh, I would think the same thing about me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Prakash, yeah. you have any questions for my mother? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll learn something about me. Yes. Wait. What are your top three, like, tips, uh, like, etiquette tips for young Andreas? Like, what are the three things that young Andreas needed to learn? What well, he needed to me, learn. <laughs> well... The, the most thing I tried to stress with him is the, um, the fact that not everyone is going to like you, including like your teachers, your peers. So don't be so hurt and disappointed when mm. people don't like you. Um, and he had a hard time. I mean, he's a very personable young man. Um, and he had a lot of friends, but not all of them were going to remain his friends. And he soon found out um, because they're not always going to agree. And he definitely would not agree with everything that they said. And they learned too quickly that he's a nice, nasty. So <laughs> wow, mom, you put my whole business in the <laughs> Well, you told me to be nice. I said good things. You know, nice, that's who nasty. you are. Thank you, mom. Thank nice, you. nasty. Yes. Well, so that was one of the things. And as long as you do your best, you do your best and you're okay with that. If you're not, then, you know, you can't complain to me. You have to just change it. Mm, that's true. And one last mm-hmm. piece of advice for young me. Um, just stick to what you, you know, you, you have to make the decision. You have to make the final decision. So don't go searching for other opinions and assistance and you know, decision-making, because if you choose someone else's, you may be disappointed for a lifetime. And that's the pat on that. Well, wow. Wow, Mom. Thank you for I, these words of empowerment. Yeah. Well, Yeah, sometimes I feel like you're, uh, this, this advice might be a little pointed to today, too. Hmm, mm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Mom, I don't want to well, take up too much of your time. I know you're about to go make some lunch. Yes. All right, Mom. Um, well, thanks for being on the show. It was nice You're more than you. welcome. Same here. You guys enjoy. And um, um, be safe, okay? Yes, mother. Bye. All right. Bye. Well, all right. That was my mom. And we'll see y'all back in a minute. Whatever. Welcome back, everyone. We are here with Nick Joyner and Andreas Nolan. Yes, you heard that right, Andreas Nolan. That's it's my name, but not me. Um, we're here for the first ever Nick Silly Faggot Corner of season four with backup, Andreas Nolan. <laughs> Welcome, ladies. Just backup. Thank you for having me. I had to, I had to bring my understudy. <laughs> A faggot in training. <laughs> 
the ghostwriter. <laughs> <laughs> she did contribute some last semester. She gave me oh. some writing. She gave me some notes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember. When it's 30 minutes before the segment and I'm in my <laughs> iPhone, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she was giving me suggestions. <laughs> and so we were coming up with these on the MFL here because um, we just missed a movie entirely. Um, <laughs> after we oh, no. ate breakfast at the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> a so, vibe. <laughs> so we're here and we're ready. <laughs> um, yeah, so today I had prepared a direct ripoff from Pitchfork um, when they do their over-under videos. So I'll name something and then we'll say overrated, underrated. Um, you have to talk like Erica Badu for the entire thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um I have some contentious ones. I have some just fun ones, but I'm interested to see what y'all think. So hit us with your best shot. So you can do overrated, underrated, and then you can provide an explanation if you want. Okay, so we're let's ready. Start off. Um, we'll start off with Lady Gaga's red hair <laughs> in A Star Is Born. Overrated. <laughs> so overrated. Yeah, I Wait, agree. The only thing I can think of is like that still of her in that one shot where like. Um, Bradley Cooper's like looking out the car window and she like turns around and gives him that like smile where her, just like her face contorts. <laughs> I, I just wanted to look at you again. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah, red hair, Lady Gaga. No, I prefer her Diet Coke cans in Telephone. <laughs> well, I have to disagree with all of that. But, uh, I like it when it's when it was like casual. But when it was all done up, I thought it was like, if you're gonna come up with like a manicured image, I don't think the, the red hair was... Was that? Okay. Next up, we have hickeys. <laughs> I am gonna go with a hard underrated. I like I love hickeys, but I also know that I can't like leave my house with them and go to class with them. I say underrated because I love giving them, but receiving is a whole other question. Oh. I am gonna say overrated <gasps> because I am, I'm. I'm a girl of aesthetics. And <laughs> like Andreas and Prakash are demons for enjoying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too ticklish. I don't like it. Hmm. Oh, I'm not I guess I'm not supposed to intervene with my thoughts. I hate that shit. Um, next up we have Roman numerals. <laughs> Overrated. I started to tr- like take Latin in middle school and they tried to like incorporate that and I was like, they're just hard. And you're not going to learn anything. I'm going to say underrated. I think it's a great mm. way to bar the plebes from something. No, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, class. <laughs> class. <laughs> upper class. No. <laughs> uh, Roman numerals are fun. Like, iPhone X. Uh, no, baby girl. iPhone 10. Like, get it right, you know? I love that. Next up, we have a suggestion from Andreas. This is Tamagotchis. <laughs> oh, uh, I think I killed all mine because they sank in their own shit. So. I know, when you would forget to pause it when yes. you went to bed. <laughs> yes. So I think, I think overrated. <sighs> Wait, I'm going to say so, so underrated. Yeah. Because they are such durable toys. Like, I went through four Nintendo DSs and, like, two Nintendo <laughs> games because I was a dumb bitch. But Tamagotchi's, like, they're, like, indestructible. Like, the device itself, you know? They're so much fun. Uh, yeah. And I feel like it teaches you to be, like, responsible. You have to, like, care for something. I learned nothing And not let it drown (laughs) in a shit. Yeah. Let's move into some contentious faggotry. We're going to start with (laughs) highlighter of the the kind for your brow bone, or your cheekbones, I mean. 
<laughs> versus for studying. Versus for marking up an entire page of notes. I love my bright liners. <laughs> I really had to think about that. I was like, wait, <laughs> which highlight are we talking about? I would say so overrated. I'm not a fan. I think my cheekbones are just fine. Thank you. Um, no. <laughs> extremely, oh. extremely underrated. I feel like highlight is just so important. It takes your look to, like, the next level. It makes you greased up. And, like, for oh. me personally, I just love dewy, greasy, like, shiny. Like, oh, it's so good. Gr- yes. <laughs> greasy and shiny. Yes. Next up we have Finstas. I feel very strongly. I think they're very overrated pretty much entirely because you let too many people follow them. Mm. And then it's not a Finsta anymore because if you have to think about what you can post on your Finsta, it's like, it's it's not a Finsta anymore. It's over. Well, I feel attacked because... (laughs) (laughs) Do you think about... I, I always think about when I'm posting on my Finsta, I'm like, oh, this is like too much for my Finsta. Delete. But, um, <laughs> which isn't the point. It should be everything. So I'm going to go with um, overrated also. Hmm. Although I will continue to use my Finsta. What about it? I've, <laughs> I've heard. So what now? I've heard recently about, I don't know whether this is just with younger people, but my friend's little sister and a lot of her friends have these things called Sinstas, which is yes. like only, you don't let anyone follow it. And it's just like your diary. And so you, like, post something and just, like, all your thoughts. So it's, like, what a Finsta should be, but no one can see it. Oh, I hate the youths. Wow, that's crazy. Like, have they ever heard of, like, the Microsoft Cloud? <laughs> you can just, like, type it. Or, like, a it paper there. diary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have they ever heard of therapy? Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, we have another contentious gay one. Gargoyles. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so, so overrated. Oh. I'm not a fan. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. I was, <laughs> My I'm, face is just shocking. <laughs> I can't. I, I am, I'm so, first of all, I never liked these things. I've always been terrified of them. When I, when I was in the quad, I was like, why are these, like, babies staring down at me? Like, I cannot deal with this. They're not gay icons. They're fucking terrifying. They're the soul of the devil. I stand strong. <laughs> But there's something yeah. so deeply queer about the soul of the mm. devil mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and having oh, it in your front lawn. <laughs> yes. I don't, but I don't even want to think of them as, like, devilish. I think, like, who would think let's put this little animal-like thing on a building? The French. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't have thought of it, but I think it's a good idea. Yes. Queer icons, the French. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Let's get these baguettes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> let's get this bread. Next up, we have pop art. And next up, we have wet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I've never had a wet dream, so I, I just, I'm going to stay out of this. I have no dog in this fight. <laughs> a purist. Um, I, don't even, I don't even know if, like, I want to say, I'm going to say overrated, but I don't even think that they're rated highly. Like, <laughs> what? Are they rated? Do people rate them highly? <laughs> Our friend Josh has these, like, grape melatonin gummies. They're blackberry basil, oh, for the refer- okay. <laughs> record. Blackberry basil. Um, and they just, I'll you link in the bio. take one, and, like, every, one night, a bunch of us took it, and, like, every single person had a sex dream. And I had a wet dream for a sex dream, and I took them again, and it happened again. And I essentially, I just had a string of, like, 
over the span of like a month and a half, I had like five. And then <laughs> my junior year. And then Andreas went out and purchased his own pack. And I got some melatonin gummies. So I think we're going with the underrated. <laughs> I think because they're not like people are just like, uh, but they can be like fun. Like you're you're thinking of something sexy in your dream. A surprise. I, agree. Yeah. I just think that. Como se dice, clean up. Is like mm. But then it's like you just take a shower and then you feel clean when you go to class. Who showers in the morning? That's devilish. No, but I shower at night, but then I get to feel extra clean because I take a shower to okay. cut all the... Okay. Dry out. skin. Okay. <laughs> Gonna have her cake and eat it too. Her melatonin gummies. <laughs> her melatonin <laughs> And no. Next up we have a suggestion from our own ally McGuckin. This is... <laughs> Over or under clapping when the plane lands. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all can shoot me if you want, but I'm gonna say underrated because sometimes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes, sometimes like I really be sitting there like we're about to fucking go down. I agree. I think also you're just like your breath stinks. You're like itchy. Like you're like worried about crashing. Like you should celebrate that and your home or like at the place you're traveling to. Exactly. I was just thinking about all of the, like, cheap-ass Ryanair flights where they would play, like, bagpipes and, like, mm-hmm. cl- like la- laugh track-style, like, clips of people clapping whenever the plane landed. So it was, like, forced clapping as the plane landed. And so light, low-key triggered, low-key triggered by them. Okay, well, thank you, Nick, for bringing... <laughs> All of this great material. It's good to have you back. Thank you, Andreas. You're always welcome back. Thank in you for, thank thank you for, for having, having my secretary oh. on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is literally the ghostwriter. <laughs> All the time we have things that I have Andreas has written. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, she's done. I was worried I would graduate and never be on the show, so I'm happy I've you finally had my the moment. Agenda. We tried to keep you as far away as we could. <laughs> <laughs> when they were like, come on! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, get out of my studio. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, dear listeners. Welcome back. Today, we have a little POC coven convened. I'm here with Osiris Childs and Perrin Carrillo, and we're going to talk a little bit about sexuality and, more specifically, its decolonization. Welcome. Do y'all want to just throw your voice out there, identify yourselves, so we know whose voice is whose? Of course, I'll start. Um, I'm Osiris, child, um, and this is my voice. <laughs> and I'm Perrin Curlio, and this is my voice. <laughs> Beautiful. So Perrin, this is not your first time at the rodeo. You've been here yeah. before <laughs> discussing a very similar topic. It's not the two. same topic. <laughs> like, I guess. Is there, like, anything that, like, is there, like, a piece of media that you guys can kind of, like, think of that, like, maybe is, like, mm, this is this is where, like, colonizing my sexuality, like, really kind of shines, like, or comes to light? Um, I guess just for me, um, being, like, a black man, um, a lot of times in, like, media, especially, like, movies or TV shows, or even just, like, I don't know, in music videos or something, it's always, like, a fetishize, like, fetishizing black men. We all know why. Um, and I think that, like, carries over to, like, my experiences just in general with, like, things like Grindr and Tinder and stuff like that where, like, 
the the stereotype of like a black man is like is like my first introduction with like meeting a lot of people. Like the first message that somebody may like send me, especially on Grinder, which is also part of the reason why I don't have it anymore because it's just like, too much. Um, but I think for me, a lot of like my finding my attraction to other people has like me. It was has been like me trying to figure out how to like step away from like. Like, I guess, like, being able to recognize people who are, like, only, like, messaging me because of, like, these stereotypes. Um, and it's, like, it's very hard sometimes because, like, not everybody, like, talks to you for, like, these specific reasons. But it's also, like, it's very hard to, like, kind of, like, pick and choose, yes. like, who like who is being genuine and who is just, like, who is using you for, like, their nightly fetish tonight. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the realization of that comes too late. Too late, it's yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Too late, yeah. You know, like, everything's all done. You got your little bag. You got yeah. your lift call. And all of a sudden... <laughs> and then you're like, wait. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're like, I just love black Black guys. Guys. Yeah. And then you're like... No, or even like... Uh, Perrin, do you have any similar thoughts on that or like, is it a little different for you? Um. Well, I guess as someone who doesn't like participate... In hookup culture, I like deleted Grinder and Tinder. I mean, I never even had Grinder, but I guess my beef, if you will, with like attraction is usually like my attraction to white people and like always questioning and like always having to question it and be like, am I attracted to this person because they are actually attractive and I find things that they have to say like interesting or are they just white? Mm-hmm. Because mediocre white people like populate this school mm. and like populate like <laughs> my like general surroundings so I'm always just like are they like above average or is like their white yeah, yeah is like their whiteness like Raising elevating them up. Yeah. yeah yeah level up. like do they start at a lower baseline you know yes or, or a higher baseline I always like have to grapple with this question because I feel like the, the way that I fall for people in general is, like, one where, like, it's usually, like, initially, like, some sort of, like, physical, like, attraction, and then it's something else, and, you know, not the other way around, which other people may not. But, like, as a result, like, it's it's really, like, this question loop that, like, comes in every single time this starts to happen. Let's talk about the hegemon that is, like, the white gay male in gay culture. And I think that that is just something that... I think one of the reasons why a lot of, especially, like, younger gay men may seek out white men or may aspire to traits of whiteness is because gay culture takes on this very white gay male face. Um, So, for me, um, my experience... So, I grew up in Southern California. I lived in places that were predominantly black and Hispanic, um... So my growing up was around other people of color, like, the majority of the time. Um, I lived in places that were, like, predominantly white as well, but then, like, even just, like, the spaces that I existed in or, like, where I went, or, like, my friends, like, majority of them were black and Hispanic. Um, and so growing up for me, like, especially, like, through high school, like, when I was still, like, I don't know what my sexuali- sexuality is, like, I'm just, like, questioning everything. Like, even my exposure to, like, the queer community was never predominantly white and so for me coming to like the east coast coming to like Penn, where it's like everybody the majority of the people who are in the queer community are white or the majority of the people who like receive quote-unquote the most attention Mm -hmm. are white was like it was very like shocking to me because like i never 
again, like growing up in SoCal where I was from, like I never, it was never, my exposure to the queer community was never predominantly white. And so coming here, it was like, it was kind of like a culture shock for me. Cause I was like, like, this is not what I'm used to. So like, why is it this way? I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, you went somewhere. Oh, you went. Oh, you went. Okay. <laughs> you went We've there. arrived. As long as I got there. As long as I got there. So, parent, you also grew up in Southern California, right? Yeah. LA, Southern California, right? I'm sorry. Can we get a map? <laughs> Is it? Correct. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for fact-checking. Um, was your experience with queerness similar? Um, My experience with queerness was definitely a lot different. Um... Not necessarily because of the neighborhood and neighborhoods I, like, lived in and, like, went to school in, but also just, like, my exposure to, like, queerness in general was usually through the internet because there was, I, like, knew no other queer people in, like, real life. Um, except for this one white gay in high school who decided that um, he wanted to be, like, the alpha gay and i was just like listen <laughs> it's not a competition but if it was i would win anyway just to let you know. yes um and i'm still winning so shout out, shout out to you benny um oh, oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> we love a name. benny from harvard westlake class of 2015 oh <laughs> um maybe he'll listen we'll see um <laughs> But yeah, so most of the media that I was consuming, I guess, going back to, like, Prakash's earlier question, was, like, white, like, gay movies. So, like, this, like, I Love You, Bobby? Yeah. Or, like, My Son Bobby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one with, like, Sojourney Weaver, which was crazy. Um, And then also, like, Latter-day Saints. <laughs> um, You know, like, the really, like, raunchy but really sad white gay movies and so i was just like okay there's like no representation here but i didn't realize that i was like okay this is cool i can't really relate but i guess i have to um so yeah and then i wasn't exposed to like queer poc really until college and then that just like busted that door wide open and now look at us. Look at us. Look yeah. at us. Look at us all here. <laughs> but I think that's really important what you said about like being behind a screen really. And like that's like a lot of people's first outlet to queerness, you know? So and when you're when you're not in control of when you're trying to like stay closeted but then also explore yourself, there's really few avenues that offer like a more diverse type of queerness that you may be well, not interested in exploring. There's nothing for you to explore if it's not white. You know, it's, like, crazy. Um, I think I had a very similar experience to yours where I was, like, kind of, like, in the closet and I, like, wanted to, like, know more about myself and I'd, like, watch vi- movies and, like, YouTubers and they were all, like, white gays. And then that plants the idea in your mind that that is gay culture. And, like, right. these, like, white gays are dominating, like, the gay narrative. And if I want to be gay, well, maybe I should start being more like them. And I think that gets internalized sometimes. That kind of like segues into this other point that I was thinking about, which is the the kind of like dual edge that white hegemony kind of creates, which is like the, the second edge here being like you end up like with this sense of almost like an internalized race phobia, right? Like where not only are you like tr- grappling with your attraction to like white people, but you're also grappling with like am I valuing people like other POC like in the way that I should be? And so it almost like 
we we give white people that like higher baseline, but like my question is also like, are we giving other POC a lower baseline as well? Like, do we inherently start doing that by accident because we are exposed to these narratives? There are moments like when I was using Tinder where I would like mindlessly just like swipe through like all the white people and be like, okay, that's fine, whatever. But then like if I got to like a POC, I'm just like, I would like consciously sit myself down and be like, okay. Do I act- am I actually attracted to this person or do I want to swipe right because they're a POC? And you feel guilty. And then I'm just like, but I'm going to swipe left. And I'm just like, but was that the right decision? Right. But then, like, not really questioning, I guess, like, my white attraction. And also just, like, in, like, a more general sense, wondering why are we so attracted to white people besides, like, constantly being inundated by all these, like, white queer images. Like, what is about them? What do they have? <laughs> what is the what, lack of spice? Why are you so special? <laughs> like, what, what can I get from you? Like, what? <laughs> why am I fiending? Like, <laughs> we've put all our business out in the street. They all know about how we are on Tinder, how we are in real life. But what are some things that you do or would like yourself to do to kind of besides pleasing yourself like the tinder like inner monologue um what are some things that you do or would like to do to kind of undo the white male hegemon i think trying to change like the space that i'm in has been like kind of like a similar like trend in how i'm trying to address this problem um for me like i grew up in like a very white uh part of the south um there was like there were like two other POC in my entire class in my high school. Um, So thinking about that perspective has like made me want to engage more with like queer history and like kind of like the queer art that people put out there. So I've been like trying to go like out into Philly, like go to like dance classes here where I can like meet other POC who are just like doing things that are beautiful and fun and expressing themselves. I think like seeing people living their fullest life and like doing like, their art and, like, expressing themselves is, like, a great way to just, like, re-rationalize that entire mentality. Like, I can see, like, other POC as, like, full people again. And, like, I can, like, step out of, like, this representation block that, like, maybe my history has created. Yeah. Um, Yeah, deleting Tinder and, like, just deleting, like, any, like, social or, like, dating apps has been, like, really helpful as well because I'm just, like, first of all, from, like, my past history, like, every person that I've, like, met um, that I was, like, interested in or, like, hooked up with, like, was in real life. And I was, like, what? you know what? I'm doing okay. Like, I don't need um, this crutch that I felt that Tinder was putting me in because I was just, like, look at all these white people that maybe are attracted to me and that maybe I'm attracted to, but, like, who really knows at the end of the day? Um, So just, like, surrounding myself with just, like, tangible people who I can, like, see and then just, like, going out into, like, Center City. But even that is, like, questionable territory. Um, Super questionable. (laughs) Every time I walk into Woody's or Boyer, I'm just like... Mm. "Mm." Even, honestly, all of them. I'd love to give a shout-out, like, real quick on that, though. Like, there are some beautiful places that are opening up in West Philadelphia that are trying to address this. Like, I went to Lacquer for the first time this summer, and that is a beautiful space. Like, a lot of 
queer POC, non-cis individuals who are just, like, there to have a good time. So maybe that's another way we can start to, like, break out. Yeah. Off to lacquer we go. Off to lacquer we go. <laughs> it's a plan. It's We're a doing plan. it. We're doing it. We'll report on this next time. <laughs> <laughs> the inside scoop on lacquer. <laughs> Stay yeah. tuned. Well, yeah, I just like I guess like closing remarks. It's all about like being confident in yourself and also like placing yourself in a space confidently. I think it's like yes. really important. Like learn you yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like love yourself. <laughs> love yourself. Also, like not only like love yourself, but like if you're gonna put yourself in a space, put yourself there with, like, a purpose. Put yourself right. there with confidence right. and be like, I'm going to be here no matter what. Right. You know, yes. that's it. Okay, well, I feel great. Um, <laughs> this was lovely. Thank you, Perrin and Osiris, for joining us today. Of course. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Y'all are welcome anytime we invite you back. Thank you for listening to Bottoms on Top with myself, Andreas Pavlou. And me, Prakash Mishra. We'd like to thank our podcast producer, Ali Johnson. Our editor and executive creative consultant, Sammy Gordon. Wexler Recording Studio in the Kelly Writers House. Julia Score, who made our cover art. And Andrew Ellis, who created our theme song. Find him on SoundCloud at Dummy Fresh. We love y'all. See you again in two weeks. <laughs>